Well, hello, YouTube Power Hour Squad. Erica here with another solo episode for you. So this week is just going to be me and I'm going to be talking about specifically why, possibly why your YouTube channel did not grow last year in 2018. And I'm going to throw in a lot of different examples and things that I also learned working with hundreds of my boot campers and obviously also interviewing dozens and dozens of successful YouTubers. I'm going to instill all of this knowledge into today's episode. So it's really jam-packed, lots of good information. I would definitely recommend getting out a pen or your phone, whatever you like to take notes in. I'm personally old school. I like my Erin Condren little notebooks and pens and all that stuff. Uh, but however it works for you, I just want you to get the most out of this episode. So if you're new, welcome to the podcast, to the YouTube Power Hour podcast. This is a podcast specifically for women that are looking to start or grow their YouTube channels. And I'm your host, Erica Vieira, the creator of the Zero to Influence YouTube Bootcamp and host of this podcast podcasts. So welcome if you're new and for my returners, thank you so much for being here. And I love it when you guys share about this episode in your socials, in your Instagram stories, posts, your YouTube videos, whatever it is, whatever you do, tag me so I can share the love. And my goal is to double the number of downloads for this year, but I do need your help with that. So share the love, share the love. If you're enjoying this podcast, then tell people about it post it, share it, um, and we just get more and more people here in this amazing community. So I do have an announcement before I dive into what I want to cover in this episode. So I am actually going to be opening up my doors for a small number of one-on-one clients that can work directly with me. So if you have been wanting to work with me and have me work with you on a continuous basis with your YouTube channel and coach you and provide feedback and strategy one-to-one, then now is the time I have a small number of spots that I'm looking to fill for that. And um, so if that's of interest to you, just keep your eye out for your email. If you're on my email list, if you're not on my email list, I'll put the link to join my email list and you'll get a free uh, niche YouTube discovery guide. You can also go to my website, ericaviera.net. This isn't something I'm going to be out there promoting a lot because I do only have a few limited spots, but I want you guys to be aware of it because I do get asked a lot, uh, you know, how you can work one-on-one with me. It's not something I do a lot. You know, I do it sometimes in conjunction with the boot camp, but right now the boot camp is a little bit on hold. It's not going to be happening for another few months. So in the meantime, I am opening my doors to a few one-on-one clients. So if you're interested in that, keep your eye out for your email and make sure you are on my email list to begin with. All right. So we are talking today about the seven reasons why your YouTube channel did not grow in 2018. So we're here at the beginning of the year 2019. Everybody's thinking about what they're going to do here in 2019, right? The new year. A lot of a lot of it is arbitrary. 
right? We should always be thinking about how we're going to continue to strive towards our goals, how we're going to continue have our vision, our life's vision, and work towards that. But at the same time, it is good to take a moment to reflect and we don't always do that. And celebrating the new year is a great time and excuse to do that. So I know a lot of you guys are probably looking back or have been the last couple weeks on your YouTube channel and reflecting on if it if it grew, if it didn't, how much it grew, you know, where I want you to think about this as well. You know, where were you at this time last year? And where was your channel? Maybe you hadn't even started it. So just starting your channel is a huge accomplishment. And I know for a lot of my boot campers and the people I work with, that's a huge accomplishment because it's something that it does take some initiative and it just takes a little bit of guts and moving towards that vision. So if you have done that, then congratulations. But look, take a look at what you've done in the past year and assess it. You know, is this where you thought you'd be? Are you ahead of the game? Are you a little bit behind? And this episode is here to kind of help give you some guidance on maybe why you didn't uh, grow like you wanted to in 2018. So number one is fear. You're holding back out of fear. So fear is a really big reason why so many people hold back from actually pursuing their goals. This is actually also really geared towards those of you who've been thinking about starting a YouTube channel for months or even years and you haven't yet. You guys, I get so many emails and DMs of people saying, yes, I'm going to start my YouTube channel. Yes. And then those same people (laughs) message me a few months later, like, I'm still thinking about my channel. I want to start it. I mean, I've had some people that have been messaging me for, for years, right? And so it's really a lot of it is just a fear that is ultimately holding you back. Most recently for the podcast, I interviewed Rachel from the Ohana Adventure. She has 2 million subscribers. And for her, she said that fear is usually what holds anyone back from actually achieving their goals. For her personally, she has six kids. And she said that if she thought about starting a YouTube channel for too long, then she would for sure not have done it. (laughs) Uh, If she would have thought about all the things that could go wrong or all the reasons why a mother of six children shouldn't have a YouTube channel, the list would have probably been way too long and she probably would have talked herself out of it. But the thing is, though, she didn't. She She just started it. And her and her family's life has changed tremendously because she took action and she did it and she said it was just one step at a time you know focusing on one thing and then the next and then the next and it's so cool because today just a few short years later they haven't had their channel for that long I think it's only been a couple years Uh, they travel the world you know the children have actual hands-on experiences growing a channel in fact she started the channel first and now has about 2 million subscribers and each of her kids her six kids have channels ranging from like 20 something thousand to two or 300,000 subscribers, which is, it's crazy. And she said that most recently she was invited to Disney and had a once in a lifetime memorable experience where Disney footed the entire bill for her whole family. She says it was an incredible moment uh, for all of them. One of the best moments of her life. So keep your eye out for that interview. It actually comes out later this season, but it was a really great interview and she talked a lot about that, like feeling her fear, doing things anyways, 
you know, if anybody has any reason not to start a channel, it's somebody that has six children. Uh, but, you know, it, she still did it. I also interviewed Erin May Henry last year, and you might have heard that episode. And she has a little over 100,000 YouTube subscribers now, and she's an expert in personal branding. And she said, quote, it's not about overcoming fear entirely. It's about understanding how to work through that fear when it does come up. And here's the thing. The reality is, is that we all feel fear, right? We all, to an extent, are afraid to do certain things. We're afraid to put ourselves out there. YouTube is an incredibly vulnerable platform. You are putting your all, your everything out there, right? And the majority of people who started a YouTube channel probably had some level of fear, but they felt it and they moved through it. They didn't allow that fear to stop them from actually achieving what they wanted to achieve. In fact, they say if you don't even feel a little bit of fear, it means you're not pushing yourself hard enough. You have to feel that fear to know that you are crossing certain boundaries, that you are moving towards things that will change your life. Uh, another YouTuber I interviewed, Asia Jackson, I interviewed her last year and she has a little over 300,000 subscribers, talks extensively how she doesn't let fear cloud the kind of content that she creates. She speaks on a lot of social issues on her channel and she said that if she let fear control the type of content that she puts out, it would not be authentically her and her channel wouldn't be where it is today which is tackling tough issues and bringing awareness to things that people are not or afraid to talk about. So really, you need to think about what is the worst thing that could possibly happen? You look stupid or bad, or maybe you waste some time or you waste money. But if you really feel like fear is crippling you or it's not letting you move forward, then write it down. Write the worst, worst possible thing that could happen and take a look at it. First off, you know, what are the chances of it happening? It could, maybe, possibly, but you also want to think of what could happen if you don't do this, right? If you don't try. And also, the worst thing that could happen, that thing that you wrote down, the worst possible thing that could happen, is it really that bad? Will you still be alive at the end of the day? Will you still have your loved ones around you, right? Will, will the things that really matter still matter? If all these women that I mentioned, you know, Rachel from the Ohana Venture, Erin May Henry, Asia Jackson, if they let their fear get in the way of creating content, then they would not have been able to help and touch the millions of people who watch their channels. And in Rachel's case, it changed her family's life, right? Her six children, her husband, her entire family. So you are doing your future viewers and fans a huge disservice by holding back your talents and abilities because of fear. And this goes to those of you guys who have not started your channels yet, but have been listening to my podcast, wanting to start. I really want to encourage you and make this year and let's say the first quarter of this year, the time that you start your channel. All right, number two, reason your YouTube channel did grow number two. Your thumbnails sucked. <laughs> thumbnails, you guys, are a really, really, really big deal. Thumbnails can make or break the success of your video. We talk about thumbnails a lot on this podcast, but I have to really hit home how important your thumbnails are. Karina Garcia, 
the slime crank queen with at this point i actually don't even know how many subscribers she has i should have looked it up it's like growing rapidly all the time it's like five six seven million something crazy like that told me on her interview when i interviewed her for the podcast that she'll actually create and edit her thumbnails before even filming her video she thinks for her she thinks that weird and crazy and eye-catching really works for her niche which is slime for her audience which is children that works for her uh, she said that if she can't come up with a good thumbnail for a video idea, she actually won't make that video. Uh, another YouTuber I had on the podcast, Shay Whitney, uh, who's a friend of mine too, and she's a two-time guest of the podcast. She has nearly 600,000 YouTube subscribers, has told me that she imagines the thumbnail first before even filming her video and will spend a considerable amount of time perfecting her thumbnail because she knows and understands the importance of how important that thumbnail is for her to get views on that video. Ashley Claddy with about 60,000 YouTube subscribers, uh, a photographer turned beauty YouTube creator and a student of my bootcamp and also a guest here on the YouTube Power Hour podcast really started seeing tremendous growth once she actually paid attention to her thumbnails she said that her thumbnails have really been one of the have really been one of the keys to her successful growth on youtube she keeps her thumbnails looking pretty consistent from thumbnail to next thumbnail to next thumbnail like they're they're pretty similar looking with her branding and she uses photoshop to add images of product photos on her thumbnails but her thumbnails are great they're crisp they're clear they're bold and uh they're they're really nice thumbnails a uh, podcast guest, Sarah's Day, with over a million YouTube subscribers, also talks about how thumbnails have really helped her stand out on YouTube. She uses Photoshop and actually recommends that if people are serious about their thumbnails, that they learn how to use Photoshop. I know a lot of people use Canva, uh, PicMonkey, but I, from you know, a lot of the people that I know that do YouTube full time, that are really serious about their YouTube channels, actually do use Photoshop for their thumbnails because there are limitations with using Canva or PicMucky, but, um, or, you know, or actually Adobe Illustrator is, uh, the other one that people use that are, uh, really serious about their channels. You could start off using Canva. You could start off using PicMucky, but at some point, most people end up going towards and using pick, uh, Photoshop, not to say all of them, I know there's probably plenty of people out there with decently large channels that don't use some of those advanced softwares, but the majority of them do because there's just more that you can do with it. And they're, and thumbnails are really, really, really important. So make sure you pay attention to the metric uh, that YouTube has, the click-through rate. That metric actually came out last year in 2018. And it's really valuable in knowing if your thumbnails and your titles are working. So it, Ideally, you want your click-through rate to be as close or higher to 10% as possible. So take a look at your click-through rates. If they're on the low side, then you know you got to work on your thumbnails. And sometimes, you know, you can pinpoint if you have a high click-through rate, then that video might have gotten more views, right? It's not, you know, the only indicator of why your video had more views. But if you have an incredible video and your thumbnail sucks, no one's going to click on that video you're not you know you're not attracting people to that video the thumbnail and the title actually are bait to get people to click on that video and you can't catch a fish without bait you can't catch a new viewer without a great thumbnail 
All right, number three, why your channel isn't growing. You don't have a clear idea of who your audience is. Understanding your true fan, which is what I call it in my bootcamp, is such a big deal in seeing success with your YouTube channel. In fact, in my bootcamp, my Zero to Influence YouTube bootcamp, and I do talk about my bootcamp a lot, if you've noticed. And if you're new, then you're interested in joining my bootcamp, which is going to be opening up its doors in a few months, probably in March or so. Head over to ericaviera.net forward slash bootcamp to add your name to the waitlist. Quick promo there. <laughs> uh, but we spend an entire week on this topic of understanding who your audience is in my bootcamp, helping my students really hone in and understand who exactly their target audience is. Most of the people who I interview on this podcast have hundreds of thousands to millions of YouTube subscribers. So they rely heavily on their audience to give them ideas on what type of content to create. Ashy Claddy, who I just mentioned, who was a boot camper of mine, said that she usually goes off of her subscribers to figure out what videos to do because if they're excited about something, it means other people are as well. Uh, but, you know, Ashy has almost 60,000 YouTube subscribers, so she has an audience there to draw information from. But here's a little trick that I give to my students in the boot camp who are smaller or just getting start started. Stock the channels that are similar to yours or basically have the audience that you want, right? These channels, they might even be a different niche than yours or it might be a little bit different type of channel, but maybe the audience is the same. These are the people that you want and read the comments, read the reactions, read what people are saying and recommending and saying that they like and want to see. The comment section in videos is a gold mine of information. And I recommend that you study and read as many as you can, and especially on the types of videos that you're planning to do. So say, for example, that you are in the health and fitness type of niche and you are wanting to do a video on, say, you're going to do, uh, you're going to do, I don't know, the Kardashian diet. I did the Kardashian diet for a week or a month or whatever, then I would search those videos, see what comes up and then also see in the comment section. Maybe you could do something that's a little bit different. Maybe instead of, maybe people are like, no, well, now that you did Kardashian, do so-and-so. And maybe like, oh, well, maybe I'll do this person instead because Kardashians, everyone's doing it and, and maybe I'll do something different, right? So think about the types of videos you want to do and then look up those videos on YouTube and then look at the comments. Or like I said before, Check out a few channels that are similar to yours or have the audience that you want and check out the comments there to see the types of videos that they that they want. So on my podcast, I interviewed Alexandra of Alexandra's Girly Talk and she discussed her her audience on my podcast. She said, and I love I love what she said. She said, have empathy for your audience and think about what they really want to see. Make sure you've created videos that are not wasting people's time. I thought that was a good thing. Every single frame should be high quality and of value. Sindhu, who I interviewed on this podcast and is one of my success stories from the boot camp, she's grown to nearly 80,000 subscribers in about a year. Uh, 
she said that once she really understood who her audience was and what they wanted from her, she pivoted her channel. She started creating videos that she knew that they would like and her channel really took off. Reason number four why your channel didn't grow in 2018. You ignored trends. Do you want to know the fastest way to grow on YouTube? I kind of already gave it away just now. Trends. Create a video on a trending topic. There. That's it. It's a big secret. We're done. We're done. Good night. <laughs> that's it. That's all you need to know. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. It's, it's obviously not that simple, but there is some truth to that. Trends and following trends is a really important part of any YouTube growth strategy, but there is, there is a nuance to it. You have to understand who your audience is first, as well as what your niche is and work that trend in. So it makes sense. If the trend is not something that your audience would like or is related to your niche, then it is inauthentic. And then it just screams like you're just following the trends, right? You need to make it so that it's related to your, it, it, you know, do a trend that is, is related to your niche or adjust the trend and use it as inspiration for video that would actually relate to your niche and be something that your audience would like. So a lot of my bootcamp students had a lot of success this past year by doing trending videos or doing a video on a trending topic. One of my bootcampers, Angie Bergs, decided to create a video commenting on YouTube beauty superstar Tati's launch of her vitamin line called Halo Beauty. Since Angie is a chemist, she did a review of the ingredients list of the supplements from a chemist's perspective. And at the time that she uploaded the video, I can't remember how many subscribers she had, but it was definitely less than a thousand, maybe, maybe 500, 600 around there. And in that video ended up getting over 70,000 views. And now Angela has a little over 3,000 subscribers. So that, you know, that video really helped her channel uh, grow hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of subscribers in a short amount of time. And that video was one of the top ranked videos related to Tati's Halo Beauty Vitamin at the time. Another boot camper, Kimberlea, who's also a guest of the podcast. And also, if you're new to the podcast as well, I'm going to be listing the links to these episodes in the show notes if you want to check out any of the people that I mentioned in this video, um, in this podcast. Uh, podcast episode so another so Kimberly decided to also jump on the halo beauty trend and she did it a little bit differently she decided to do a six video series digging deep into the ingredients uh, digging deep into her experience using the vitamins and an actual use test of the vitamins that series helped her reach over 200,000 subscribers on her channel and her most popular video from that seriously cur series currently has almost 600,000 views both of those women decided to capitalize on a current trend, which is that huge release of Tato's, Tati's Halo Beauty, and it paid off for them. Another example is one of my boot campers, Alexandra, who has a beauty channel, and her beauty channel is really focused on being a makeup collector. She loves to collect palettes and makeups, and she does some reviews as well. Well, she decided to do a video on a very popular limited edition makeup box, one of those makeup uh, boxes that you buy with mystery boxes and it was a super popular one it was trending and and only a thousand subscribers at the time of releasing the video the video blew up and got 70,000 views 
So, and finally, my podcast guest, Alexandra's Girly Talk, who I mentioned just before, she has two and a half million subscribers. She talked about how trends are super important, but like I said before, she always brings it back to her audience. She says that for her, it's all about balance, creating topics that are really relevant, but staying true to your personal brand of people who are watching your videos. So it's trends are really important. Trends are really important, but you don't want it to be inauthentic. So you don't want to just be chasing the trends. It has to relate to your audience and your niche. Uh, but the thing is, though, not studying or paying attention to trends is probably a big reason why you didn't grow. So if you take anything away from this episode is make sure the videos that you're making are relevant. Always be looking out for trends and see how you can use the trends as inspiration for a video that your audience will really enjoy and resonate with. All right, reason why your YouTube channel didn't grow, number five, you didn't pay attention to your average view duration. Your average view duration or the percentage that people watch your videos is a really important metric. It's super, super important. You really want to pay attention to it. This number is gold for you and it's providing you feedback and whether or not you're creating good content, right? I mean, good content is subjective in a way, but if people are only watching 20% of your videos on average, that means your content's probably not that good. But if people on the opposite end of the spectrum are watching, you know, 80% of your videos on average, that means your content is really, really good. So that gives you a really good idea of whether or not people are resonating with what you're doing. So if your average view duration is around 20 or 30%, then that's a problem. That metric is a signal to YouTube that your content isn't that great and as a result it won't be pushing out your videos and searches or recommended videos you want your average view duration for each individual video to be about 50 or 60 percent at least meaning that you want people on average to be watching at least half of each of your videos so if your video is a six minute long video you want people to be watching at least three minutes of that at least i mean we're talking at least 50 60 percent is ideal so pay attention to that metric and slowly try and increase it video after video. Even if it's you're increasing it, you know, 3% or 5% at a time, you really want that number to be going up. So reason why your channel didn't grow number six, you didn't connect with your why. One of the first lessons in my Zero to Influence YouTube Bootcamp is understanding what your why is for your YouTube channel. So if you've listened to this podcast before, you know that I'm a big believer in identifying your why. But I'm gonna expand on that a little bit right now. If you're really serious about your YouTube channel, then ultimately, it would be your life's purpose, right? I mean, other than maybe having your family or anything like that, but you know, it would be your legacy. This is what you would be known for in your life if you were to actually become a YouTuber and actually make this your career and have influence, have a large audience. This would be your legacy. This would be your life's work. So that's a pretty high, that's pretty high up there on the importance scale. And so if that's really, really what you see for yourself and you see that as your vision, 
then you need to convey that level of passion in everything that you do when it comes to your channel. With every word you say and every facial expression that's on your channel. When you're able to actually articulate your why, which is what we work on in the bootcamp, we work on being able to really understand what it is and writing it out and being able to articulate it. You can take that why or that life's purpose, that passion and tap into it whenever you need to. And in this case, it would be prior to filming, prior to turning on your camera and sitting down and making your videos. Once you know your why, it's really important that you connect with it. You meditate on it. You write it out. You type it somewhere where you can see it whenever you film. You use it as a mantra. You do whatever you can so that you feel it in your bones. You feel it in your mind, your body, your soul, and you're connected to it so deeply, so much that the passion you feel about the content you're creating is bubbling so close to the surface that it just needs to get out. Your connection to your why needs to be so strong that your words and actions like ooze out of it. Like your why is just like oozing from you, oozing from you in your pores. Uh, also, the thing is, is that the camera sucks your energy. So you have to be twice as energetic or passionate or engaging uh, in order to it to transfer to the audience. So this, this idea of connecting very deeply to your why is even more important when filming a video as opposed to, say, taking a photo for Instagram or writing a blog post because of the fact that the camera cuts your energy. So you really want your audience to feel your words with you. You want to convey that emotion, and that's only going to come if you're really connected to why you're doing what you're doing. So... An example would be Rachel of the Rachel Review, who was one of my boot campers. She was super lost and all over the place when she first joined the boot camp. She didn't really have a niche and she was just aimlessly uploading videos without a clear strategy or purpose behind it. When her and I got to working together one on one and we got to talking and really focusing on her why, the reasons behind doing her channel, something for her clicked. She made some minor changes to her channel and in a few short months, her channel blew up from about a th less than 1,000 subscribers to 30,000 subscribers. And she attributes it to the fact that we really worked on her why and really dug deep to find what her true passion was for creating videos. And she used that passion whenever she filmed. And it's when you watch her video, her channel is called The Rachel Review, you really see how passionate she is about what she's talking about. And it translates, it translates to the viewer. All right, so last reason why your YouTube channel didn't grow in 2018. Last reason is you were boring. <laughs> I hate to say it, but one of the reasons your channel didn't grow is because either you or your content was boring or maybe a combination of both. You guys, there's a lot of competition out there and better and better content is becoming more of the norm. As a result, it's so important that you become aware of what actually makes you light up and excited. Kind of what I just talked about with the why. So, you know, we talk a lot about this whole idea in my boot camp. And honestly, it's one of the things that holds most people back. They're so stuck in their heads 
worrying about everything under the sun instead of really being present and showing up 100% for filming. So you need to be like super enthusiastic and excited and passionate in a way that obviously is natural, not manufactured, but is big enough so that it transfers through the screen. So what is it that keeps people watching? What keeps people engaged? It really is a strong connection to your emotions and which results in not being flat and boring. So as mentioned just previously and the reason number six is that you need to remember your why on YouTube. So every single word that you say needs to have some emotion to it, whether it's happy, excited, sad, embarrassed, mad, whatever it is, emotion is at play when it comes to YouTube success. And essentially what is happening between you and the viewer is a transfer of that emotion. So it can be even something as simple as a product review, right? If you're, if you hate it or you love it, you're passionate about what it is, whatever it is you're feeling that, that, that emotion needs to be able to be transferred for the viewer so that they can feel it. So, you know, you might have like a ton of great information about something, right? About something that you're going to be talking about, but without any sense of emotion behind it, it ends up being flat and boring. So, you know, you might, you might not be seeing traction because there is a disconnect between you and your content and what you're doing. You're not connected to what you're talking about and people pick up on that. So a lot of, you know, a lot of people look beautiful or the scenery is perfect. The editing's great. The camera angles are great. The lighting's great. But if there's a disconnect between you and what you're talking about, then people are going to tune out. So people sense it immediately. Being charismatic and magnetic on camera isn't about being outgoing. Too many people think it's about that. It's about having such a strong connection to your why, to what you're doing, that you emote that feeling in every single thing that you say. People have no choice but to watch you. People are drawn to you and are interested in not only what you have to say in that moment, but in each and every video in the future. Ultimately, that's how you gain influence. That's how you become an influencer. And you know, everything I'm saying, there's no absolutes, right? You know, there are some people out there, maybe some people, you know, that can be incredibly boring or just very, very factual and could make it right. There's no absolutes in YouTube. There's, there's just too much. Uh, I mean, there's too much out there, but for the most part, think about the people that you follow. Think about the people that you love. They have, there is, there's some passion. There's something behind them. There's some sparkle. There's that if factor behind them, right? So, you know, M or M Zotic, who I featured on the podcast and a two-part two-parter podcast episode and is one of my success stories from the boot camp. She now has nearly 600,000 YouTube subscribers. Uh, when she first joined the boot camp, she had, she had like just started. So she had, I think 200 subscribers. So she, Emma has told me that after her and I worked together, trying to understand her why and her purpose, she was able to find the courage to realize that her channel would never flourish by playing safe. She blazed a trail in a unique niche doing different and unique videos that nobody had done before. She was insanely passionate about this new topic that she decided to talk about and that emotion was apparent. People took notice and her channel took off. So that's it. Those are the seven reasons why your channel might not have grown in 2018. This is based on just a lot of uh, my experience working with hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of women just like yourself who are looking to 
not be, you know, not be like millionaires through YouTube. You're looking to have influence, right? You're looking to have that community of people have the ability to make this your, you know, your full-time job to be able to have a creative pursuit and do what you love and have a community of people that adore you and resonate with you. And, you know, you have a message that's heard. So, um, let me repeat this, the seven again. Number one was that you're holding back out of fear. Number two is your thumbnail sucked. <laughs> Number three is you don't have a clear idea of who your audience is. Number four was you ignored trends. Number five is you didn't pay attention to your average view duration. Number six, you didn't connect with your why. Number seven, you were boring. Yeah, that's it. Number seven, you were boring. <laughs> so that's it, you guys. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the YouTube Power Hour podcast. If you did, let me know. Let me know what you learned from this. Were there any of those seven that resonated with you? Was there something that you felt just maybe uh, just hit right on the nail for you? Or was there something that maybe I was missing? Whatever it is, let me know. Comment in my Instagram post. My Instagram handle is Beauty in the Vlog. Uh, post on your Instagram. Tag me on your stories. Uh, mention your videos, Facebook, whatever it is. I love to hear from you. Or we can chat about it in the Facebook group, the YouTube Power Hour Facebook group. And don't forget, I am going to be opening up my doors for a limited number of one-on-one, uh, one-on-one YouTube clients who want to work directly with me for an uh, extended period of time, a few months at least. And um, it's a, a limited number of people because I only have so much time and space. And when I work one-on-one with people, I really really give my all. I spend a lot of time studying their channels and all that. So it is going to be a small group of people. So if you are interested, just keep your eye out for your email. I'm going to be sending an email out uh, with information about that within the next, uh, probably the next you know week, probably less. So if you're not on my email list and that is of interest to you, go to ericavira.net and you can sign on to my email list there or just check out the show notes and I'll have a link there as well. All right. Have an amazing week and I will see you next week with a brand spanking new interview. Mwah.